This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Support for Meow Mix comes from Manscaped, who is best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Listen up, fellas. It's almost Christmas time. You want to clean up? Give your wife or your girlfriend or your Tinder date or whoever a nice present for the holidays. Get that gentleman sausage nice and clean. The huevos as well. But you don't want to hurt yourself while you're doing it. Sometimes you nick a little little huevo down there and you spill a little yolk. But you want to make sure that you're doing it the right way. You never want to spill any yolk. <laughs> That's why this revolutionary company, Manscaped, has redesigned the electrical trimmer. Their Lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary advanced skin safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your huevos. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0 also offers the Crop Preserver. That's an anti chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why aren't you putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Yeah, and these products smell good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood for, well, you know what I mean. Uh, This is the season to manscape. So get yourself, your dad, your brother, your friends. The best gift of all, the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. That's 20% with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code BIGHEADS. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. Yeah. Mrs. Claus too. Hello everyone and welcome to Meow Mix, a Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And I don't know any fun way to start this episode other than saying Panthers got their asses kicked today by yeah. a 2-7 and seven team coming in. Yeah, completely and utterly. NyQuil Severe gives you powerful... This uh, podcast is not brought to you by NyQuil. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, final score 29-3. to The Falcons defeat the Panthers. And this was ugly from the get-go. Yeah, I, well, it wasn't that ugly. It was a horrible game plan offensively, first off. Uh, I don't know what North Turner thought he saw on, in the footage, but he was an idiot. He threw the ball way too much in the first quarter. He only ran the ball twice in the first quarter I think maybe a couple more times at last minute, but it was stupid. And by that time, I mean, they were already up on us and, you know, had all the momentum. Awful. Yeah, I saw a stat at some point where, I don't know, there was like 10 or 11 passes and two runs. Yeah. At some point during the first quarter. And I was like, I was just thinking to myself, why? I mean, at that point, we were down three to nothing. Yeah. Like, why are you... Why are you intent on throwing the ball every time possible? Particularly when the first drive of the game, three plays in, inter- resulted in an interception. 
And an ugly interception. And not only that, we have Christian McCaffrey. Right. (laughs) It's not like we can't run the ball. You do... I feel like Norv Turner got too smart for his own good this game. Like, was like, oh, they have a bad pass defense. Let's go ahead and, like, show what we can do. Instead of just saying, hey, we're a run team. We're going to jam it down their throat. We're going to demoralize them, and that's how we're going to win. No. I I don't know what the game plan was coming into this game. Because, obviously, the Panthers were not prepared to play this team. Um, It seems like the only... The only thing I guess that Ron Rivera stressed to the entire team was stop the run, because they stopped the run. Finally, some they finally stopped the run. There, but there's your positive. I mean, we allowed 54 yards rushing the entire game, um, but Matt Ryan had 311 passing yards, mm-hmm. and Calvin Ridley had 143 receiving yards, and just looked that they, they just looked like the better team. They looked like the team fighting for a playoff spot, and we look like the team that has given up on the season. Yep. And and I think this game, they did. I think they gave up. I think... I think yeah, I, I agree. Go ahead. I think halfway through the second quarter, they gave up. It was just... It was sad. And I've never seen a Ron Rivera team really kind of give up. And this is the second time this year that I think they gave up. The 49ers game and this game, they gave up. Yeah, I think it seems like, <clears throat> I don't know if the defense just was like, screw this, after, you know, an interception on the first series, then a punt, uh, you know, three plays minus six yards the next series and a punt. Then five plays for one yard, they punted and it was returned for a touchdown. Yeah. And then the next series was another interception. In the in the in the end zone, you know that terrible terrible pass to uh, I guess DJ Moore in the end zone that Trufant just was there. I don't know if Kyle Allen didn't see him or he expected DJ Moore to run through him. I have no yeah. idea what what was happening there. But um, in the first half, interception, punt, punt, touchdown, re- uh, return, interception, punt, interception. Those were yeah. the those were the series for the Panthers in the first half. Just Ugly, and then the first, and then the second half starts out with turnover on downs, turnover on downs. For the well, first not only two. that, Kyle Allen's first pass. First of all, we come out of the gate in the second half. What do we do? We pass it right, <laughs> right. away, and he threw it straight to the defender, and the defender Should've, dropped yeah. the ball, and it that was a sh- bad pass too. It was. I, at that point, I don't know why they didn't put Trot Will Greer out there. I he couldn't have done much worse. I mean, it's not impossible to come back from 20 to nothing at halftime, but the way this team was looking, I agree. I mean, obviously Kyle Allen did not have it today. And he yeah. ended up with four total interceptions, 325 passing yards, and around 60% completion percentage. But if you watched the game, he was just all, wasn't – they weren't doing anything. It was all dip and dunk passes, and even those weren't always on target, and they were getting intercepted. It was – I'm so frustrated at this game, at this team. I I don't know what else to say. I felt like I was watching Ron Rivera's career funeral for the yeah. Panthers. Yeah, uh, the offensive line was awful. Um, I was oh. looking at I was looking at the drives, <clears throat> and four series ended before the punt ended in a sack. Oh yeah. 
That's how that's how third down ha- you know ended up on each of those series was a sack. You can't win when you can't convert on third down, and they yeah. could not do that today. Uh, Greg Little was doing his best turnstile impersonation because he kept giving up sacks. He kept letting his guy go right around him. It was awful. It was Moten happening. Didn't do much better. I was gonna say it was happening all over the line. Darrell Williams came in for a play and just he almost sacked Kyle Allen himself. Yeah. I mean, that's how bad the defender just pushed him into him. But we were 2 for 14 on third downs. You know what, though? Norv wanted to pass the ball still. <laughs> 51 passes from Kyle. Yeah. Or 50, I'm sorry, 50, 50 passes from Kyle yeah. Allen today. And 14, only 14, 14 rushes. 14 rushes for yeah. Christian McCaffrey. 50 I mean, passes from Kyle Allen. That's... And Christian McCaffrey was doing well on the ground. That's what I just didn't understand. It wasn't like they... They run stuffed him there. He got yeah, seventy he was yards. Averaging, yeah, he was averaging five yards a carry. Just and he looked good. He looked good. Yeah. There was a point, was it in the third quarter, or maybe the maybe late second quarter, where we were just marching down the field, and McCaffrey had had like three plays in a row where he had run one for maybe nine yards, and he caught a pass for was it fifteen or twenty yards. Mm-hmm. And then he ran it again, and he, he sort of stumbled, but he stumbled for like seven yards. Yeah. And then they just took him out, and we were marching down the field. They just took him out and brought yeah. Bonifant in. Three plays later, we're, you're turning the ball over. Exactly. I, and it's ridiculous. I don't, I don't understand what the thought process was there. Honestly, in the first quarter, I was thinking, wow, is Christian McCaffrey actually injured? Because he's been on that injured report. It's mm-hmm. kind of holding off. So I was like, maybe he's actually injured. But then they started playing him a little bit more, and I was like, what is going on? Ended up with 25 touches in this game. Yeah. Almost 200 yards. You know, the guy was the only thing worth watching in this game from the Panthers' perspective. The yeah. defense looked terrible. I mean, they gave up 29 points. They gave up the, – the special teams looked terrible. You know, it was just – just uh, you got beaten all three phases today handily. Yeah. I mean, the Atlanta came out to play. They played their hearts out. They dominated that game. Matt Ryan made our secondary look like Swiss cheese. I saw him, uh, their receivers beat Dante and Bradbury this week. It was just bad. And like I said, this is the second time this season this team seemed to give up on Ron Rivera. I, I, I'm shocked because every season before this, they fight tooth and nail for him when his job's on the line. And I don't see it. I think, I think the loss of Cam actually plays a factor in that because I think Cam and Ron are very close, mm-hmm. and I think that plays a lot of a lot into the respect that the team typically has for Ron is because of how they see he him treat Cam and how they see Cram treat him. Well, Cam's not around. I, I do think that's got something to do with it, but you know, I I don't think Bradbury had a bad game he was on julio jones most of the time julio had six catches for 91 yards but almost 50 of those yards came on one pass i think bradbury played pretty well but dante jackson played awful well i think i think uh uh bradbury was on calvin ridley for one of the deep plays he might have been i (laughs) i uh i don't know but (laughs) i'm kind of at a loss here to Uh, be honest with you but i mean bradbury I think Bradbury played okay. I think Dante Jackson got beat a lot. And then whoever the hell else was out there in the secondary. I mean, Cockrell didn't play today. So, Eric you know, you Reed. Had, 
yeah, you had Eric Reed out there, um, Javion Elliott out there. I don't know. Uh, Trey Boston had a decent game. Trey Boston had a couple of nice tackles early in the game, but then I kind of lost track of him. Yeah, I mean, uh, once once this game started snowballing down, yeah. I mean, it was hard to pay that close attention and not, you know, continuously drink shots. Kyle Allen, I mean, let's just talk about it. He's not the Panthers' future. No, not at all. And I don't think he should even be the Panthers' present at this point. Um, since that Arizona game, Kyle Allen has five touchdowns, nine interceptions, and five lost fumbles. Yeah, I, I've been on his, you know, bandwagon, not bandwagon to start, but just, you know, uh, let's see what he can do. After this game, I'm done. I'm done wanting to see what he can do. He will never be anything besides a okay backup. But once he they get film on him, once something happened to him this game that he's he's done. He just mentally broke down. He was he was obviously throwing the ball horribly. Like yeah. open receivers throwing it to the wrong guy. He was shell shocked. Yeah. You know, and he it reminded me of that Jake DeLome game where everything kind of started coming crashing down after that game. Yeah. I can see that. I hope they don't make the same mistake with Kyle Allen that they did with Jake DeLome and immediately give him a vote of confidence in the term of a big contract. Well, that was also in the playoffs. I know, I know, but still. Uh, and Kyle Allen is has a few more games. Like I said, I would at this point I I don't know about you, but I feel like the season's over now. I don't think we're going to chase and get a wild card at 5 and 5 the way the <laughs> well, NFC is. Let's look at it. So the teams right now in the wild card spots are Seattle at 8 and 2, Minnesota mm-hmm. at 8 and 3. Minnesota won today. Mm-hmm. So that puts us minimum two and a half games out behind Minnesota, who's playing very well. Yep. But then we also have Los Angeles and Philadelphia ahead of us as well. Uh, I, I predict Chicago Philadelphia is, is going to win that back. conference, by the way. <coughs> they might. And then and the Cowboys are 6-4. and four. Yeah. So, or division, sorry. Yeah, we're ninth, ninth in the NFC right now in a very, very tough NFC. And we still have to play the Saints twice, mm-hmm. and we have to play the Falcons again. And obviously, the Falcons are not going to just roll over for us, like I believe the team expected them to. Yeah. So I, I don't see a path. I'll I be don't honest either. with you, I don't see a path. When... Now, last week I, I I had a different feeling, but mm-hmm. the the abysmal play that they had today, I don't see it either. I. And like I said, I felt like I was watching Ron Rivera's funeral as a Carolina Panthers head coach. Now, I don't think he's going to get fired tomorrow, but I think this sealed the deal that he's not going to be back next year. Yeah, I, I, it'll be interesting to see how Tepper handles it. Um, again, he came from the Pittsburgh ownership tree, I guess, so they usually don't do coaching fires midway through the season. So we'll see. But, you know, if there was ever a game that you'd fire a coach over that's on the hot seat. Yeah, this could be it. Yeah. Especially like you said, going against a rival 2 and 7 Atlanta Falcons team. But at the same time, I guess you would have you would bump Norv to interim head coach if that came right. to pass. 
Right. It would basically just be... It would accomplish nothing. No. Firing Ron Rivera right now. I, I other, think you other than to satisfy season. the fans who are desperate for it, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, or to give Ron a chance to, you know, prepare for his next job, which I think he'd probably get hired next year pretty quickly. Oh, I'm certain of it. I like Ron Rivera um, as a person, especially. And I think he's a good coach, <clears throat> but I think this team has just lost faith in him and they're just not listening to him anymore. Yeah, and that happens, especially yeah. with coaches. Belichick is a rarity where he can stay so long. It happens a lot. Look at Andy Reid. He's one of the winningest coaches of all time in the NFL, and Philadelphia got rid of him because, yeah. A, he couldn't win the big one. But, I mean, sometimes your speeches just run their course, and players stop responding to them. Yeah. I mean, there's only so many times you can say it is what it is or missed opportunities or mm – -hmm. You know, I mean, we went through the same thing with John Fox. So, I, you know, unfortunately, I do think this is the end of the Rivera tenure this year. Um, I thought that if Kyle Allen could at least get them to like nine and seven or ten and six, that that would have saved his job. But I don't see him getting to nine and seven or ten and six. You know, I I, th I think even if they get at nine and seven right now, I don't I don't see how he keeps his job. I mean, he's had two blowouts this year, and that's just yeah. where the team gave up halfway through the games. Yeah. I mean, once Cam went on IR, you know me. I was doom and gloom, and I predicted that the team would finish 8-8. Eight and eight. Now I feel like that was optimistic. Yeah. Uh, because I don't know that I see three more wins on the schedule, <laughs> honestly. Uh, I, it really depends on how they respond to this game. If they come out next week... Swinging. Who do we play next week? I'm sorry, I don't have the Washington. I believe. Um, let me let me verify that. Uh, no, I'm sorry. We play the Saints next week in in New Orleans. Okay. Hypothetically, I'm trying to put on my positivity hat right now. Okay. Whoop. So, what happens if we go down to New Orleans? We we somehow magically, you know curse them and somehow magically win and then this podcast and the season may seem different but i don't see it right now i don't see a way that we go and beat new orleans well we've lost three of our last four games mm -hmm. the only team we beat was the titans who are not very good mm -hmm. um i don't know i mean if we beat the saints then we have the redskins after that which should be a win. Mm -hmm. Then we have the Falcons again, which who knows? I mean, they just beat the shit out of us. Uh, but then we've got the Seahawks, Colts, and Saints. Yeah. I mean, how I, do we how do we win those three games? I don't see it. I just don't see it. I don't either. I I was just trying to be positive and you know. Understand? I understand, but um, and the Saints are beatable. The Saints got beat by the Falcons last week. Maybe the Falcons. You know how. I think I'd feel worse if I was a Falcons fan. Yeah. Because, I mean, you start out one and seven, and then you beat two and supposedly good teams in a row. It, not only that, their defense, their defense has been abysmal up until last week. Mm -hmm. Like, they had six sacks going into New Orleans, and then they have had, or sorry, seven sacks total for the season going against New Orleans. 
They had six in that game. How many did they have in this game? Uh, five. Five. They harassed us. They also had two interceptions for the season coming into this game and got four. Yep. Good so, old Norv had a great game plan this week. Nobody nobody had a good game plan for us. I, I'm joking. I mean, I understand, but like Ron Rivera had a terrible defensive game plan, other than stopping the run, I guess. But they didn't even have their good running back. I mean, Brian Hill was their leading rusher. 15 carries for 30 yards. Brian Hill, I don't even know who Brian Hill is. You know, like I said, I feel like the defense gave up in the second quarter. Yeah, I mean... That we or they got to, tired we were, or something. It, yeah. it just looked bad. We were down 20 to nothing at halftime. Uh, 26 to nothing at the end of the third quarter. And then Joey Sly at least saved us from the shutout. <laughs> but, I don't mean, I don't even know why you kicked that field goal. Like, just go for it. What's, what does it matter at this point? They didn't want to get have a zero on the scoreboard. That's what I my guess. guess is. That's a purely a pride thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry that this is for everybody listening that we're so down on this right now. But um, I, I, you know, I'm sorry. The f- listeners are Panther fans. They're feeling the same issues we do right now. That sure. I wanted to pull their hair out watching this game. I'm sorry. It's not going to be a positive podcast today. I'm. It's just a horrible loss. It's worse than the 49ers one because the 49ers were a really good team. Atlanta hasn't been a really good team this year. No, so Atlanta's it been a it... dumpster fire. They've been terrible. So, except last week and this week, they look great. They look like a playoff contender the way that's they... That's what I'm saying. That's, that's why I'd be so down if I was a, a Falcons fan. Because I'm like, I mean, this team, had, they've got all the talent. They, they've got a ton of talent. Mm-hmm. They've, got, they've got the butts next week. That's probably a win. Then they play the Saints and Panthers again, back-to-back. Then they've got the 49ers. That's probably a loss. But they close out with the Jags and the Bucks. I mean, they could legitimately get to six or seven wins. Yeah. You know, after starting one and seven. <sighs> well, you want to go into heroes and zeros? Yeah. I mean, my, my Christian McCaffrey hero of the game award is Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, uh, there's he, nobody still- else that deserves it. Uh, he still had 190 total yards. Even though they didn't want to give him the ball, running the ball, he still produces. Yeah, we should mention uh, 14 carries for 70 yards, 11 receptions for 121 yards. This is um, probably, definitely the most receptions he's had since Kyle Allen came on. Um, yeah, so he only had one game. Actually, this is his first 100-yard receiving game of the year, so... Nice job, oh. Christian. Oh, there is a fun little stat that he won this uh, week. Oh. He actually passed Ladanian Tomlinson for the most receptions by a running back in his first three seasons. I saw another stat where he has he's the only the second running back with over twenty five hundred rushing yards and two thousand receiving yards in his first three seasons. Him and Herschel Walker. Yep, those are the only two. So. What a draft pick! Yeah, I mean, honestly, it, like Gettleman's amazing. Gettleman's greatest pick. Yeah, that's that's his legacy here is uh, McCaffrey. 
Uh, zeros, I mean, too many to count, but who do you got? Well, I'm going to go ahead and give it to Kyle Allen. He looked yeah. horrible. He looked lost back there, and he just was throwing the— he made bad decisions, throwing two picks in the red zone again. It's just, I yeah. like I said, I was ready to see Will Greer out there because even if t- Will Greer sucked, the game was already gone. Yeah, I agree with that. Kyle would definitely be my zero, but I'm going to give it to Dante Jackson. Okay. Um, I, I'm placing him as the most responsible for Calvin Ridley's big game, and he just— We've talked about it before, but he just relies too much on his speed, and it, he doesn't play very good technique. No. He's not where he needs to be half the time, and he thinks he can make up for it. Well, Calvin really is a fast guy. It's the NFL. They're all fast. Yeah. All the receivers are fast. Um, running backs are fast. They're, everybody's fast. So, come on, Dante. Just you know, work on that technique over the offseason and come back like Bradbury's done and Josh Norman before him, like... You've got the talent. Now put in the work. Yeah, that's been my biggest negative about him. Even when he came out, whenever he was talking about being a great quarter, he never talked about being a great quarter. He just said, I'm fast. Yeah. Who cares? Right. You're not Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt's fast, but he can't play the NFL. Yeah, he tried. He can't catch a ball. Exactly. Maybe he should play corner. <laughs> Another uh, issue that I have had is Eric Reed. Yeah, Eric Eric Reed did not play very well today, but the guy is way more concerned with Colin Kaepernick than he seems to be with his own team. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was in, uh, or he went to uh, Kaepernick's workout instead of being with the team and preparing and everything. I mean, that took a lot of time out. And then after the game, all he wanted to talk about was Colin Kaepernick. Not not about the butt whooping (laughs) he just took. Yeah. Like, just shut up about Colin Kaepernick. Nobody gives a crap about Colin Kaepernick right now. No teams have contacted Colin Kaepernick. We're not interested in Colin Kaepernick. We're week 11 of the regular season. You have a job. You know? And you're getting paid very well. (sighs) Sorry. I mean, you know, Colin Kaepernick stands for something I agree with, but don't necessarily like the way he goes about it. And I don't necessarily like a lot of other things about Colin Kaepernick as a football player. So let's just shut up about Colin Kaepernick. Like, I'm done with Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick is not going to be the next quarterback of the Panthers. Oh, no. No matter how much Eric Reed wants him to be. <sighs> All right. <clears throat> what well, else? What I think mean? on that, we will take a short <laughs> break and be right back with the rest of the NFL scores. Hey, Steven, you think the Panthers are going to cover the spread this week? You know I'm always going to put money on the Panthers, Jerry. Well, since you're the type of fan that knows football so well and you could choose any game and call it, well, maybe my bookie is the place for you because it will let you turn all your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. You know, I like to do parlays. So that means, you know, if I like the Panthers and then I see another couple of games that I think are just definite wins, Mm -hmm. like the Saints against the Falcons, that's an easy win. So I like to put my money on the Panthers and then maybe choose the Saints money line, something like that, and you increase your winnings that way. So I'm a big parlay guy myself. Um, But right now, Jerry, if you join my bookie, 
they'll match your deposit halfway. So that means if you deposit $2,000, they're going to match it to $1,000. That's just That's free great. money. It's free money to play with. Yeah. Just use promo code LATEFEES to activate that offer. Once again, that promo code is LATEFEES, L-A-T-E-F-E-E-S, to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign-up offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Hey there, are you a college football fan? Well, I'm Andre Cherry, and on my show, The Cherry Picking Podcast, I dive deep into the world of college football during each week of the season. For the past nine seasons, fans have come to my site, cherrypickingsports.com, to hear my college football analysis and game-winning predictions for each week of the season. The Cherry Picking Podcast is presented by the Big Heads Media Podcast Network and can also be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Make sure you click the subscribe button today. And we are back. So we'll start off the Week 11 recap with the battle for the NFC South crown. It's not much of a battle anymore. Nope. Uh, maybe we'll just call it the coronation of the NFC South crown. Um, there's only one game to talk about today. The New Orleans Saints versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the Saints come away with the victory. 34-17. to The Saints bounce back nicely from that loss last week against Atlanta. Drew Brees, who had a dreadful game last week, looked like Drew Brees today. 28 of 35, 228 passing yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Album Kamara came back and looked nice. 13 recept- or, I'm sorry, 13 carries, 75 yards. Also had 10 receptions for 47 yards. But Michael Thomas paced the receivers, eight receptions, 114 yards and one touchdown. Uh, I do want to mention that Jameis Winston... Uh, looked a lot like Kyle Allen today, 30 of 51, 313 yards, four interceptions, but did have two touchdowns to go along with it. So typical Jameis game, right? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Jameis giveth, Jameis taketh away. Uh, um, yeah, so, I mean, the Saints moved to 8-2. and two. The Bucks fall to 3-7. and seven. Saints still number one in the division, and more than likely are going to win this division unless something very odd happens. I mean... You can't even say that if Drew Brees goes down that they've lost it because Teddy Bridgewater is a legitimate starting quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, and he went undefeated in his stretch right. with New Orleans. So, yeah, I was thinking that too. I was like, even if, you know, Brees does go down, they've right. got Bridgewater right there. So Yeah, I mean, Kamara goes down. Latavius Murray played amazingly when Kamara was out. Yeah. So, and they've just got weapons all over the place. Um, so, the Saints... Still number one in the division, eight and two. Panthers at five and five, still in second place. And Tampa Bay and Atlanta both tied at three and seven to bring up the rear. So, barring something crazy, New Orleans probably locked up this division. Um, might get a bye yeah. in the NFC as well. So, definitely the best team in this division. You know, Drew Brees, a lot of people thought that he might be done after kind of wearing down at the end of the season last year but uh he looks fine to me maybe well, taking yeah. that taking a few I, weeks off you know i was gonna say taking a few you know five weeks off rested his shoulder so he may not yeah. have that issue until the playoffs but even right. then he took five weeks so what a luxury yeah you know? i mean what if cam would have been healthy 
you know, came back after Kyle Allen went 4-0 and just kept on rolling. Like, that would have been great. Yeah. Oh, well. All right. Uh, let's look at the rest of Week 11. We'll go ahead and get started with the Dallas Cowboys and the Detroit Lions. Dallas Cowboys won 35-27. Dak Prescott threw for a lot of yards, 444 to be exact, with three touchdowns. Bo Scarborough led rushing with 14 carries for 55 yards, and Michael Gallup had a day. Nine receptions, 148 yards. Dallas improves to 6-4, and four, and the Lions fall to 3-6-1. and one. Moving on, an AFC South matchup. The Jacksonville Jaguars visit the Indianapolis Colts. Colts win this one 33-13. This was Nick Foles' first game back uh, from injury, and he had a pretty good game. 33-47, 296 yards, two touchdowns, did also have an interception. Um Jacoby Brissett back for the, for the uh, Colts and had a pretty good game himself, 148 yards and a touchdown. Um, Jonathan Williams for the Colts, 13 carries for 116 yards. Marlon Mack, 14 carries for 109 yards. Marlon Mack got hurt in this game. I think he broke his hand, mm. so he's going to be out for a while. Um, but DJ Chark for Jacksonville led all receivers 104 yards and two touchdowns. So the Colts go to six and four, and the Jags fall to four and six. And moving on to a AFC East game, the Buffalo Bills defeated the Miami Dolphins 37 to 20. The Dolphins couldn't make it three in a row. There you uh, go, Ryan- Dolphins. <laughs> Back on track. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick threw for 323 yards. Devin Singletary for Buffalo ran for 75 yards on 15 carries. And John Brown had another good game. Nine receptions, 137 yards, and two touchdowns. The Bills improved to 7-3, and three, and the Dolphins fall to 2-8. and eight. The Bills look like they're a wildcard team. Yeah, and the AFC especially. They got they got back on track today. Um, moving on, the Denver Broncos visited the Minnesota Vikings, and the Vikings came away with a victory. This was a good game, 27-23. to Kirk Cousins had another very good game, 29-35. Super efficient, man. 319 yards and three touchdowns. Phillip Lindsay led all rushers, 16 carries for 67 yards. And again, without Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs came up big. Five receptions, 120 yards, and one touchdown. The Minnesota Vikings moved to 8-3, and three, and the Denver Broncos fall to 3-7. and seven. Yeah, the Minnesota Vikings outscored Denver 20-0 to zero in the fourth quarter to win that game. That's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah. Now, moving on, the New York Jets defeated the Washington Redskins 34-17. to 17. Sam Darnold had a really good game, threw for 293 yards and four touchdowns. Le'Veon Bell, he's just not the same. Uh, 18 carries, 59 yards, and a touchdown. And Ryan Griffin led the Jets with receiving for five receptions, 109 yards, and one touchdown. The Jets improved to 3-7, and seven, and the Redskins fall to 1-9. Next, we have the Baltimore Ravens hosting the Houston Texans, and the Ravens just destroyed the Texans 41-7. to 
Lamar Jackson just continuing to show that he is a force to be reckoned with, an MVP consideration, 17 for 24, 222 yards and four touchdowns. Also added nine carries for 86 yards. Uh, Gus Edwards actually led all rushers, eight carries for 112 yards, had a 63-yard run himself. And DeAndre Hopkins led all receivers, seven receptions for 80 yards. Baltimore moves to 8-2, and two, and Houston falls to 6-4. and four. Lamar reminds me, I mean, this is we used to feel this way about Cam, you know? Yeah. Putting up big rushing numbers, good throwing numbers, you know, lots of touchdowns, not a lot of interceptions. You know, these guys enjoy it, Baltimore. That's all I have to say. Like, it's, yeah, well, it's they, a he fun has a good ride. team around him, too. Cam never had that. In 2015. Yeah. Although uh, he definitely elevated that team, but all I have to say is enjoy it because that's it's fun. It is fun to watch. Well, uh, the San Francisco 49ers took on the Arizona Cardinals, and it was a give and go match up in the fourth quarter. But San Fran sneaked one out, 36-26. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo threw for 424 yards and four touchdowns. Kyler Murray led all rushing with eight carries, 67 yards, and a touchdown. And Debo Samuel had eight receptions Debo. for 134 yards in San Francisco, improved to nine and one, and the Cardinals fell fall to three seven and one. That Debo Samuel is—I mean, he's really come on the last few games. That guy's impressive. Uh, do you think it may be because Emmanuel Sanders is there to take off some pressure? Maybe. I mean, I don't know what it is, but he's all over the place. Um, moving on to Oakland, the Raiders hosted the Cincinnati Bengals, the 0-9 Cincinnati Bengals at the time. I'm not going to give away what happened here. Yes, I am. The Oakland Raiders won this game 17-10. Cincinnati falls to 0-10. Derek Carr led all passers in this game, 25 of 29, 292 yards and a touchdown. Also had an interception. Um, Ryan Finley starting on the other side there, so... That's really all you need to know about that. Uh, <laughs> Josh Jacobs led all rushers, 23 carries for 112 yards. And Tyrell Williams, four receptions, 82 yards. The Raiders moved to 6-4, and 5-1 and one at home, by the way, and probably their last season in Oakland. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And the Cincinnati Bengals fall to 0-10. Oakland might be that second wildcard team in the AFC. Yeah, that, that last wild card in the AFC is going to be very, very interesting. You're going to have the Colts, the Raiders, Houston. Uh, Houston. There, it's going to be close. It'll be fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, moving on, the New England Patriots defeated the Philadelphia Eagles 17-10. Uh, Tom Brady led passing with 216 yards. Miles Sanders led rushing with 11 carries, 38 yards. And Zach Ertz had nine receptions, 94 yards. Uh, this game was basically a defensive battle, not very entertaining to watch. Um, kind of surprising that Tom Brady kind of struggled against the, that defense, but they came away with the W. They end up nine and one, and the Eagles fall to five and five. I don't forget the Eagles beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. You know, so they they know Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. You know, all right, that's it. Yep. Um, as always, we want to thank everybody for listening and continuing to listen. Uh, you know, 
please let people know about our show. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. And yeah, <laughs> keep pounding, guys. It's it's a hard day. Yeah, I would say keep your head up. Uh, just in general, it's just a good thing to do. Yeah. You know, look at the world. Don't look at your feet. Um, Panthers-wise, you know, we can start looking at players. You know, yeah. uh, individuals that are standing out. Obviously, the team's going to have to start looking at contract extensions for some of these guys. So it's, you know, there's still a lot to be determined in the last half of this year. So let's just keep watching and keep rooting for our guys. Who knows? Something crazy could happen. Yeah. You know, and and we, it, if anybody has any ideas for show topics or anything, please send sure. it to meowmixmailbag at gmail.com because Otherwise, we're going to be searching. Yeah, we're just going to start reviewing movies. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, hey, you know, we went out, we go 11 and 5. Still might not get us into the playoffs, but it'd be fun. It so, would be uh, a blast. <laughs> all right, everyone. Keep pounding. Wow, wow.